Hello and welcome to this week's Top with myself, Gav Mack. I am also joined by, uh, if you give me a couple of moments, um, I am joined by Stephen Buck, who is a co-host, of course, and Richard Sava. He is from... (laughs) A Spursy podcast. Ugh. It's all Tottenham today. Uh, this is to up top the, uh, <laughs> the football podcast, the real football podcast. Let me just turn that around a little bit so you can see my face. That's brilliant. Uh, we're in association with the male coach, the best booze in the whole Northampton. Hopefully in a couple of weeks time, we'll be able to go down there and get smashed. And we're also uh, sponsored by DC Music Services. And that's, uh, that's who we are. Sponsored by. So, yeah, as I said, we are joined by Stephen Buck over there. There he is. There's his little name in the middle. Hello, mate. How you doing? I'm very well. Thanks, mon frere. How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm uh, feeling a little bit intimidated since we were talking all Spurs today, but you've got a, uh, a horrendous shirt on in the background. How dare you? How honestly <laughs> dare you? And in the corner, I see you chuckling over there. Sava, there he is. <laughs> Spursy podcast. How are you, pal? Oh, mate, I'm I'm thoroughly looking forward to it. I live for speaking about Tottenham Hotspur. Um, hopefully this this show won't last very long then. Um, so, <laughs> so, Sav, talk to me about uh, a Spursy podcast. How did it begin? Like, what's the backstory? Do, do you know what? It's only been going for about six months now, maybe the end of November, beginning of December. Um, do you know what it is? I'll be really honest. I'm quite blunt. I'm straight to the point. I got so fed up of seeing all these Spurs podcasts where everyone was being nicey-nicey and Potch is the best manager and all of our players are better than any other player that exists in world football. And I just thought, well, look, let's have a let's have a show where anyone can come on, any fan of Tottenham Hotspur, and all opinions are welcome rather than just if you don't think Potch is the best or Levy's the best, you can't be a real fan. So I, I just created that. It's caused a bit of stir got a lot of love, got a lot of hate. And um, and yeah, it's led me to be speaking to people like you who wear clothes like that. So, you know, we're... that's oh, it. Yeah. 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 Lovely. Matching, matching mug as well. What are you on about? So, yeah, oh, what we'll do as well at the end of the show We'll um we'll put some of your social media links out there so any Tottenham yeah, fans can can go along and have a little listen to what you got to say. I've got I have to mention you sent me your podcast that you did on Monday on Friday. I could have. It was one of the main reasons why I wanted to get you on the show. There's so many things Spurs we could talk about. The show that we normally do is an hour, but I could eat. <laughs> if it goes over the hour, you know, it, so be it. You know, because because Tottenham. So anyway, boys, you know, you two, you two are Spurs fans, you know, um, what, what, what's, what's, what's going on at, at Spurs? I mean, who should, do you want to go, Steve, or shall I? Or? Oh, where, mate, where do you start, honestly? I'm just going to sit here and sip away. Where, where do you start? I think at the minute, it's um, it's a club that's in a, quite a lot of flux, a lot of turmoil. Um, it's never been a club historically that's had a, sustained periods of success certainly not once you've left the once you've left the 80s oh, bar in 1991 and what 2004 or 2008 i think it was so we've never been a massively sustained sustainably successful club yeah. the issues that we got at the minute really is you've had a change of manager um probably was the right call to get rid of Poch when we got rid of him if anything might have even been a little bit late really um, I think he lost the confidence of the dressing room. I think he caused a lot of unrest when we went to uh, the Champions League final and it was almost kind of calling out and going, hey, look, if I win this, I'm off. And he locked himself in a bit of a corner at that point. You can't then get yourself out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Mourinho, I think, is possibly the right thing that the board needs in order to change the mentality of the board is he the right solution? Is a proven winner? Yes. Is he the right fit for Spurs and the way Levy works? I don't think so. What about, do you think that, because I think Poch is a great gaffer, personally, and mm. I think he might have been let down a little bit by the hierarchy at Tottenham, but his head was turned. His head was turned with the Real Madrid job. Do you think that sort of 
derailed Spurs' season a little bit like when you had Harry Redknapp and there was all talk that he might get the England job and you know that season Spurs were absolutely flying and then they dipped right at the end do you reckon that might have had a had a bearing on what's happened um I I don't believe so and and the reason that I say that is you know when you look at it from the outside, people will go, oh, Poch was amazing. Poch was doing brilliantly. But the reason why he got sacked was if you remove that Champions League run, if you remove that and look at that period of time from uh, January the 1st, 2019, um, God, what year? Yeah, January 2019 to November 2019, the form was exceptionally poor. We're talking over a period of 30 league games here. Now, Look, I know that, you know, you can't say what, what happens at the end of one season affects the beginning of another, but we won something like six or eight games in a 30-game period against the likes of, I think it was two wins against Palace, one win against Huddersfield, one was Villa, one was Brighton, and one was Southampton, and everyone else was beating us. And, and, and the problem is, Gav, is because the Champions League run, that kind of went under the radar. So we, we weren't actually doing well for a real large chunk of time. Mm. And when it got to the point this season that, hang on, we're 14th in the league, forget 14th, we were 12 points or 11 points off of top four. Mm. That's when Daniel Levy, as a, as, a, as a kind of businessman and worrying about profit, must have gone, hang on, that, you know, enough is enough here. Brings in Jose to steady the, steady the ship, which he did. Jose then loses Spurs' two best players. I would say arguably, but I don't think it is an argument. No. We lost our two best players. And now what we're seeing is we're not very good. <laughs> Without those two players, we're not very good. So to answer your question, I don't feel sorry for Poch. I do feel sorry for Mourinho. Um, I don't feel sorry for Levy at all. Hey. Wow. Um. <laughs> <laughs> told you I was honest <laughs> it's, it, no but the thing is it's so it's, no, it's so nice and refreshing and you know I might be sat here in my Guna shirt but I'm you know if anyone knows me and I've said it so many times on this show football comes first you know and then I'm an Arsenal fan I'm a very honest and open fan. I'm one of those weird Arsenal fans that actually quite like Spurs because you start you started playing this brand of football about well it was, it was in and around the time when when Redknapp came in and sort yeah. of revolutionised the way Tottenham were. Because, yeah. you know, if, if Tottenham came higher than 10th, it would be like, oh, that's a good season this season. You know, whereas now it's like, well, if you're outside the top four, it's a travesty. So, you know, your whole mentality, the way that Tottenham have been over the last decade or so has been, it's, 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 it's nice actually because it's built around a warmer rivalry between Arsenal and Tottenham as well. And also making teams like Man City, like United, like Chelsea, think and make them think more, you know, so it's, it's pretty good. But personally, I think all the problem starts at the top. Um, and I, reckon, I didn't want to go this early into Daniel Levy yeah. and, uh, <laughs> and, and Enoch, but I think, uh, I think I might let you, uh, let you run free on that one, boys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean Daniel Levy for me, we've I mean we're talking about it quite a lot off air. I think if you look at what he took on when he first took over the club, the state that we were in, um, you know, you had a, a sustained period under um Anna Sugar where there hadn't been a lot of investment in the club because of the simply because of the financial mess that it was in. Albeit Sugar did go and invest in the stadium and we saw the sort of expansion of the stadium, more seating being added in, all that kind of thing. But the, the club was broke. Um, Enoch did inject some cash into it. And I think the foresight and the strategy that Levy has put into place to say, actually, look, we can't afford the top brass players here. We are going to have to either take on the youngest crop of talent that we can find. And they went through a period of that when they brought in Damien Kamali. Mm. That took a few seasons to sort of start to bear some fruit. And it did actually probably laid the foundations for Harry Redknapp to really come in and, and make something different with a couple of extra bits thrown yeah. in there for good measure. The strategy they've kind of kept really with Poch. Um, they've just changed it rather than buying the best young talent around. We're going to try and blood in our academy, have the best academy facilities and training facilities around to get the best yeah. out of them. But 
that for me is is the end of where Levy has achieved. Um, fantastic training facility, yes. Fantastic stadium, beautiful, yeah. As a businessman, you've let a stadium go double over its original budget. Um, that's that's number one. It's absolutely shocking in my view. Um, it's not very good a, business sense, really, is it? No, I mean, where, where'd you go with it? It's making a huge ton of money off of the off of bar bills and off of events, but he's completely taken his eye off the footballing game. Yeah, I mean, f- f- from my point of view with Levy, uh, at first I could see the plan. At first I could see it. You know, you need to, you need to get some young players in, some some talent. Uh, you, you know what we call potential, but that's never changed. And you know, we got we got lucky, or you could say lucky, or or or, or we did the right thing. We got a really good eleven. You know, with the, with the team that had the, the kind of Dembele and um, Wanyama pivot with Ericsson, Ali, Son, and Kane. Um, and, and never moved on from there. And, and and for me, it was arrogance of the highest order. Uh, not only from not only from the chairman, from the manager at the time, Potts saying hard to improve this squad. Um, the chairman not not improving when we you know I always say you you strengthen from a position of strength. Yeah. You know you don't strengthen when 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 you're poor. Um, so for me, Daniel Levy is is I don't want to say cancerous. Um, I do want to say. He splits the fans. Um, and I think for me, he's turned a lot of our fans, and forgive me, I think he's turned a lot of them into accountants, where everyone's worrying about, oh my God, but what about the money? What about the wages? How can we afford to pay? I don't care. I'm a, I'm a fan, right? When I go on a Saturday and I pay my money, yeah, and the game starts, it doesn't matter if there's a light show. It doesn't matter if it's the best stadium, the best grass in the world. I'm watching those 11 players play for Tottenham. And unfortunately, that's the one area where we have forgotten over the last five years. And it's been, it's literally now you've realised that, now that 11's come to its end, Levy's not bought players to replace them that are as good or better. So every position's got weaker and weaker. And bringing in Mourinho, I think he thinks that he can do what Poch did, but he hasn't got the players. So Levy's got a lot to answer for, and I, I want him out. Is that too blunt or? No, no, I love the honesty. Yeah. I could, you could argue the 15 16 season when you came when you came third in a two horse race. Uh, just throw that yeah. one in there. Um, Arsenal came second. Um, <laughs> that year, your starting 11 was arguably the best starting 11 in the Premier League. Yeah. So I see what you're saying about the strength, but why, why was that not seen? by either, was, was, was Poch there saying, I need players, I need players, or was he saying, I'm happy with what I've got? And why were why was it not being seen from the top that you know we've done this we need to go one step yeah. further? Um, I, I mean, I, I think that that's the big thing about Spurs fans at the moment. I mean, there's so many conversations, isn't there, Steve? As to you know, lots of people can't get over Poch. Lots of people love that Mourinho's a winner. Some people hate him because he he's he's not special anymore, um, and he's a dinosaur and. But for, for me, the, the problem is, and it always has been the board, because we needed a couple of players to kick on. That season when we finished third or second, I'm thinking to myself, look at this 11. If we go out and buy two or three top players that can come in when Kane drops out and gets injured, when Vertonghen or Aldevara gets injured, and you're thinking, right, make that leap. Make that leap of faith. Stick 100, 150 million in and make that leap. We didn't. We didn't buy anyone for two windows. And you had fans at the time, and this is what makes me laugh. You had fans at the time saying, oh, well, trust the chairman, trust Potts. They know what they're doing. And yeah, they're the ones now saying, oh, well, oh, no, we, we couldn't afford it because of the stadium bill. When I, never stadium... Felt that there was any, I never felt that there was any trust there in the first place. This is what confuses me. You know, from a, from a non-Tottenham fans point of view, we, we don't hear that sort of thing. But yeah. if that's what you're hearing within, you, you almost feel like you have no choice but to believe it. And Arsenal have had the same sort of thing over the years. We were owned by, you know, like there's there's the Cronkies and and Sir Chips Keswick and we've got all this money. And we're like, Arsenal were struggling to sign this player for next to nothing, so to speak. Yet, yeah. like, I'm a massive NFL fan. You know, I'm a Kansas City Chiefs fan. We did really well. We won the Super Bowl last year, but before then, you know, it was all about the Rams. And he moved, Stan, like the Cronkies moved the Rams from St. Louis to LA, put loads of money into them. And we're all stood here like, 
What about why, us? Why, why, why could you not offer an extra 50k a week to, to to Aaron Ramsey? You know, why did we bid 25 million for that player when he's clearly worth 40 million and things like that? Are those sort of things, you know, we don't really see that from Tottenham fans. Steve, I'll let you take that one. <laughs> I think you, you, there's certainly pockets out there that are like that. Um, but I think we go back to that mentality change again. To a certain extent, we've got so used to the frustrations that come with Daniel Levy and the Enoch group. Um, and before that, you know, I mean, let's be honest, it wasn't that long before that whereby we'd go in at half time 3 0 up against Manchester United and throw it all away in 45 minutes that followed. So, yeah, you know, bad times. It was bad times. Great when I was sitting behind that goal, by the way, but it was yeah. dreadful from an emotional aspect. Um, <laughs> We've got so used to that by now. So there needs to be a mentality shift, but that mentality shift has to come from the board. Mm. And it's not been there. It's never been there. And fundamentally, Daniel Levy isn't going to change. For me, I was hoping that when Mourinho comes in, the fact that he's such a serial winner and he's got so much... Uh, he's, got the, he's got the CV that not only says, look, I can laden you with trophies, but he also yeah. ladens you with a lot of aggro and pushes those clubs to change and think about winning and doing nothing else but thinking about winning. Yeah. Could he change Daniel Levy and the board's mentality? Because that is the key area that needs to change. Yeah. And I, I think just, just to back on from that, one of the key things, I'm, I'm not sure about you, Steve, one of the key things for me was, um, and Gav, if you didn't know, they, they had a Tottenham Hotspur board meeting uh, mm -hmm. maybe six weeks ago now, in the last couple of months, definitely. And when they released the meeting notes um, that the Tottenham Hotspur Trust, that what was coming out of there was worrying for me. Yeah. You had Daniel Levy saying, uh, well, look, there's, there's absolutely zero correlation between spending and winning. And I'm thinking, <laughs> what? Um, you know, Spurs, Spurs don't buy superstars. We make them. And I'm what, thinking, oh, sell them on for profit. That's a business I, mentality. That yeah. is not I, a football thing. That, that's absolutely. A I mean, okay, I'm sitting well there done. thinking to myself, you've got, you know, we don't make, uh, sorry, we don't buy them, we make them the stars. Okay, Harry Kane, yes. One one player. Um, he's sitting there saying the strategy is not going to change. He's sitting there saying there's something special within the club, within the dressing room. No. And as a fan, I'm reading this going, but we are getting worse yeah, and worse and worse. If you look at our last four seasons, points, wins, losses, it's all going backwards. Well, um, what I've got you on that one, I have got um, a question here. Um, yeah. Should should Tottenham sell Jan Vertonghen and Toby Alderweireld? Well, I think Jan Vertonghen is beyond the point whereby they can sell him, to yeah. be honest. Um, that's <laughs> long, 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 long gone. Yeah. Um, judging by the form that he's been in over the last couple of years, the injuries that he's had, he looks very much off the pace. Um, I, I'm not even sure I'd renew his contract if I was... Mourinho, I'd, I'd let him go. Um, Alderweireld, he's still young enough for me and he's got a place at the club. He's still probably the best centre-half that we got on the books. Yeah. I don't think Definitely. you can afford to let, let go of him. I just don't think you can. Kane, on the other hand... Yeah. If someone know, I don't know who would to that bit so soon. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll bring it back on. I'll, I'll bring it back to Alderweireld and Vertonghen. I, I, I think I think you're spot on, Steve. I think for me, you've got to keep one of them. You, I, I don't think I don't think you can allow that much experience to walk out the door mm. in one window. Hence, why they've they've renewed Toby. Um, mm. Toby's not playing great at the moment, but for me, that doesn't look like he's gone. It, it's more of a confidence issue. He's got a different centre back partner every week. Um, Toby, for me, I would put someone like Tanganga next to him I love Tanganga. and let him, let him learn the game. Uh, Vertonghen, I think you'll see go on a free and go and join um, Inter Milan, a lot slower, join with Ericsson. Um, that's just my, my opinion on it. Mm -hmm. um, got another got another question here, um, which has come through. Uh, I think it's more of a statement, I should say. Um, I, think we, um, I think we have the players, but we're not putting any of the effort in. Uh, we're covering less ground in a match, having less possession. Do you do you agree with that? No, sorry, I I I, I don't see it. I mean, <laughs> listen, I, you can imagine I have these debates every week on the podcast, um, every day on Twitter. Where I get fans going, "Oh, we've got the squad." 
I look at this squad, and, and Steve, we were talking, you know, before we went live. If you take, Gav, if you take Son and Kane out of this squad, I look at that team and I think there's not one defensive midfielder in the squad. There's not one playmaker. You've got ageing centre-backs. You've got probably two of the worst fullbacks I've seen in a Spurs shirt. And no in, other in fullbacks to in, even come in. So, so fullbacks, worst fullbacks in who? In, like in, in Aurier and, and Davis. I, I just, Don't I you just like think, Ben Davis? I think he's a brilliant backup, backup fullback. Right, okay, yeah, yeah, fair enough. When, when you ask him to come in and do a job, when like when Carl Walker was injured, yes. Is he going to be the guy that propels you? No. So, so I suppose when I look at that squad, I'm looking at it, I'm thinking... Where is this? Where is this so-called quality that everyone thinks we should be top four? We shouldn't. We are poor. It's a very poor, unbalanced squad. Two fullbacks, no DMs, one striker. I mean, who let it get like that? Poch and Levy. Yeah, I mean, I I agree. I think there's there are some players in there that I think are bright sparks. You know, Moira was brought in there to add a degree yeah. of unpredictability. And we did need that when it came to teams that were setting up shop to just sit deep yeah. and defend. You needed someone that would take a man on and create something from nothing. Yeah. He was that player. Um, the, the issues in central midfield are, are, are pretty obvious. Major and we've said about the issues up front for, for years, you know, they've been crying out for at least the last four seasons that yeah. we need a second striker to complement Kane to give him a break. The way That's that he a, plays yeah. is so energetic, it puts him prone to injuries. And there's no the, one there. That's the thing with Kane, because Kane's so good. We all know this. But you're never mm -hmm. going to play a 4-4-2. Four, four, so, you know, your your backup striker is a backup striker. So you've had Janssen over the years. You've had Lorente over the years. You know, it's... They're, they're gonna, yeah, okay. oh, you should, I reckon you should have gone out and got Giroud. I know there's the link with Arsenal and I know that he plays for Chelsea, but yeah. you should have just done whatever you can because he's one of those players who is, he is a brilliant forward. He scored over over 100 goals for Arsenal. He's, he's yeah. scored, what, what was he scored about? Like 30 odd goals, I think. Um, not 30, about 20 odd goals, wasn't it, for Chelsea? Yeah, fair enough. Only seven of those or so have been in the Premier League. But yeah. he is happy to sit on the bench. And he's still no. good enough to make an impact. That was a move blocked by Chelsea. That wasn't a move blocked by yeah. That was blocked I, by Chelsea because of the relationships ongoing between Levy and whatever club he's been dealing with yeah. in the past. Yeah. yeah. But that wasn't going to happen. Can, can I just say, I mean, this is the one debate that, I say the one debate that gets me frustrated. This is right up there for me. Um, why are Tottenham special in that regard? Yes, Harry Kane's a great striker. No, you won't find a... a, a a Tottenham fan or realistically if you ask any other fan honestly no one's going to say he's not good he's great mm. but why are we special why have all these squads down the years when the Arsenal's have won the league the Chelsea's the Man United's the Man City's name me one of those squads that only ever had one striker Man you won the treble with four yeah, I think why, it's why a little we bit in that respect, though, isn't it? Because like back in the day, you know, everyone did play a four-four-two. Whereas like yeah. over time, football has sort of, uh, you know, it's evolved, hasn't it? You have your one main yeah. focal strike. You got your two either side. I mean, like when Bergwijn's fit again, well, I'm hoping that COVID's actually sorted him out fitness-wise. You know, oh, you okay. can put Kane through the middle. You can put Son on one side and and Bergwijn yeah. through the other, and then you have got op option as backup that way, haven't you? But if Kane is injured. I don't think you can really trust Son or Bergwijn to play through the middle by himself. I mean, like, it shows, didn't it? You've got yeah. players there that are that are different. So if you want to change the game about and mm. employ a different tactical approach, you can do that with the existing group that are there. What yeah. you can't do is you can't play your A-game approach yeah. and have a like-for-like -like replacement because there simply isn't one available. Um, yeah. And the ones that are available that you could go and get, you have to spend money and you have to be yeah. prepared to offer them substantial wages. And that comes back down to the business model that's employed by the club that says, I'm not Absolutely. prepared to see the shelf of my wage bracket go above that level. Yeah. The, the thing is as well, Steve, I don't know if you agree with this, but we talk about whoever would come to Spurs would only sit on a bench and wouldn't play a lot. But you're talking about, if you look at the last few years, Champions League every year, 38 league games, FA Cup, League Cup, 
Harry Kane's guaranteed a three or four month injury layoff. I don't believe that that striker would just sit on the bench. I think that that would, would actually prevent Kane from burning out, would actually give Kane some, um, some, some competition. And, when, and in the games when we are down, rather than looking to the bench and going, all right, well, let's just chuck on a winger. We can go, right, let's go 4-4-2. Let's go 4-3-3. Let's put on a forward. And, you know, but like you said at the moment, what we're doing is we, we seem to be playing the first half of the season with our A game, as you said, like with Kane. And then when Kane gets injured, it's like we've gone to this B game, no strikers, and we're, we're, we're kind of shoehorning people into positions that they don't play. Yeah, because and- I look at Man City. Man City, right, they've got Aguero and Jesus. Yeah. And people are going, oh, yeah, Hazel's just a backup striker. Do you know how many games that guy's played? And how yeah. many goals yeah. he's scored? Yeah. You know, it's very it's very even in terms of the number of games to goals that they get. Not necessarily, um, you know, in the league. You know, Aguero yeah. has scored way more goals in the league, but Jesus is there. But you you would argue that Aguero is their number one striker. Now, even, big, even, big club mentality. Yeah, not arguing in terms of, yo, as well, anyone could go, oh, well, of course he is, you know, he scored like over 200 goals for him. But nowadays, yeah. well, before, even when like Jacko was there and Nelito and things like that, it was always Aguero starting every game, very similar to Kane, get an injury layoff, yeah. and then we've got to play Nelito through the middle, and then we've got to play whoever. Whereas now, Kane's not guaranteed to start every game. Not Kane, so Aguero's not guaranteed to start yeah. every game. Whereas um, a, a 70, 80% fit Kane is the first name on the team sheet and yeah. it shouldn't be that way. It should Steve, be. don't you think that comes back to mentality? Yes. I.e., like every, everyone at Spurs thinks, but God, Harry, Harry Kane has to play every God-given minute of football and now I almost feel like it's our fault as fans and management and chairman for wanting him to play every minute that he's getting these injuries because we are not giving that bloke a chance to rest and recuperate. I think he's got a part to play in that as well. I mean, I, I absolutely applaud his um, his drive and his enthusiasm, yeah. his his wantingness to be back playing football and be on that pitch and score goals. It's it's obvious he absolutely loves the club. We all know that, um, and we can you can tell that in the way that he works and the effort that he puts in when he's on a pitch and the effort he puts into his rehab every time he gets injured to come back yeah. four weeks yeah. faster than what he should. Yeah, but he needs a break. Yeah. Um, you know, you cannot go through that number of games and play the way that he does without picking up injuries. Um, but can you get another player in that? I think the issue with Poch was, could you get another player in that fitted the Poch mold of having someone that was young? And the answer would be no, because they're not going to get any better. Um, with, with Kane then, uh, I'll come to you first, Burke. Do you think you should sell him? <sighs> Do you know what? Be I, careful what you say here. I know. The worst of it is, I know it's I've gonna get, I'm going com- to get, com- get comfortable before you answer that question. I need, I need to put the light on for this. <laughs> I've, I've got my family watching at the minute. God, I'm going to get lynched with whatever I say. Um, so, look, uh, look, as a fan, I love the fact that Harry Kane is at the club and, of course, I want him to stay. Um. I don't personally believe that you have to just win trophies to be recognised as being a world-class striker. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he can go for goal-scoring records at the club and cement a legendary status that he could do. It's well within his remit if he can stay fit and carry on playing and that's his chosen path that he wants to go down. Mm-hmm. Would I sell him if someone graced our palms with, say, 200 million quid, 150 million quid, if I honestly believed all that money would go back into the starting 11, I would take it. <laughs> Do I believe we'd get a penny of it into the start 11? <laughs> no. So then I'm going to say, no, we can't afford to sell Kane because once we sell Kane, we will be absolutely back to where we were and finish in 10th, 11th place. I mean, if I, can I answer that question as well, Gary? Yes, Sam. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. That, was, that was the um, area. I, was, I, was I, I, to, uh, I, can't, I, I can't agree with Steve Moore. I, I mean, this is this is the problem. As a football fan right now, like if we supported Man City, for example, and Kane played for, and we were we had Kane up front and they went, right, 200 million, you'd go, yeah, because you know what? We can buy two world-class players for that, three world-class players. This is Daniel Levy. 
Mm. He would sell Kane for 150, 200 million. Next thing you know, we'd have Josh King up front as our main striker next year. And that's no disrespect <laughs> to him. No, I know but, what you mean, but, though. But, but that's what we do. But look at it from this point of view as well. Is Harry Kane is 27 in July. Okay. He's picking up injuries year on year. Right, clubs can see this. They're monitoring this. If you are a big club, because I, I don't believe Spurs are. I, I'll probably get some stick. I don't think we're a big club because we don't. Big clubs win things, right? If you're a big club, a Bayern Munich, uh, Juventus, uh, Barcelona, Real Madrid, Man City, you're looking at him going right. If we're going to buy him, we're going to buy him now, because these injuries are taking their toll and it's getting worse and worse and worse. Mm -hmm. So. Is there a bit of this where his agent might be saying to him, well, Harry, if you're going to go, you need to do it now, mate. Or he might stay with us. I can see him being completely burnt out by 29.30 and going down that Michael Owen path. Mm, yeah. I, I mean, it's just food food for thought. I'm not saying I'd sell him. I'm just saying, what does he, what does he want? Because he must hate going to link up with those players in the England national team like Sterling and even Rashford and people like that that win trophies, he must hate it. It, it, it must grind on him. And it will but, grind on him because he wants to win everything. Yeah. You can tell that with the way he plays. And he's acknowledged that. Oh, there's with no denying the level of passion that Kane possesses. His will to win yeah. is phenomenal. But the longer that it goes on where he's not winning anything and he's not seeing the club progress... And he's not getting paid top dollar wages for what is a top dollar striker. Mm -hmm. He'll yeah. end up being Danny Rose. And Danny Rose, I actually like his mentality because he came out exactly what everyone was thinking. Yeah. You're not paying us top dollar. We're not getting the investment in the team. We have a chance to step forward. Yeah. We are not taking it. The club has got to change. And he's actually, he's been almost vilified, really, and outcast because of it. Because he told the truth. But Kane will go the same way. Yeah. Agree. Agree. Um, uh, there's, yeah. been a, there's been a couple of comments and stuff, and um, here's one of them. Um, Ian Colwell is a massive Spurs fan. He is. It's been it's been brilliant having you watch along in. He can't help but agree about about the Kane situation. Um, you know, he'll definitely want to go and win trophies somewhere if we can't provide them ourselves. He says, and I think that's the issue. I can't see Tottenham winning a trophy. I don't understand why, you know, you, you put a slightly weakened side out against against Norwich in the in the in the FA Cup. I know the FA Cup is there to spring surprises and that sometimes, but you've got to go out and put every fully fit man out there yeah. and go out there and win a trophy. But Gav, this goes back, as you know, see, Gav, this this goes back years. This this is even when we had that, and I, I never say it was a great squad on the pot because it wasn't, it was a great team. And I think yeah. a lot of fans get that confused. But even when we had that great 11, Potch would do these crazy things in finals. I mean, we played um, Chelsea in the FA Cup semi-final one year. That was when Matic scored that absolute worldie. It, it was, but he played He played Sun at left wing back. And then the penalty they conceded was from that side of the pitch. Um a year later, we played Man United in the cup semi-final and Loris and Walker were dropped. Mm. You know, we played in North London derbies where away, I mean, you know, you beat us, I think you beat us 4-2. But, the, the, you know, you can have your moment to gloat about it, but um, he dropped Toby out mm. of Ireland and put in Wan Foyth. And we yeah, always yeah, seem, yeah. It, it seems like we're allergic to winning. We get close to winning and, and, and it's almost like we go, well, it's not about winning. <laughs> and I don't get it. I've, I've never got it. It's about taking part, boys. Stop moaning. Yeah, yeah, exa um. exactly. <laughs> exactly. You, you saw a lot of that though in the Champions League. You know, there's, for me, and we, we spoke about this, what, a year ago, Gav, we were literally standing outside of the middle of the street having a 20-minute conversation on lunch break, which consisted of, if we start Kane in the Champions League final, mm -hmm. we're going to lose. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, category we will lose, um, and we did. I think and we both we, knew it was not a fit. We both knew, we both knew exactly that, and it was so it was so nice like um, having that understanding because like over the years when Kane's been missing, you know, for injuries, normally around mm -hmm. the same sort of time. That's like, well, cheers, Spurs, well done for coming. See you later. Um, see you in see you in August. Whereas last season was a little bit different. 
it seemed that I, I felt that Tottenham clubbed together and mm. wanted to work for each other. It's like it's almost like yeah. they were a bit like when um, when United were without gigs and without Keane, like for the um, like for, you know, the final, yeah. for the finals and like the the build up for all that sort of stuff. And like they were, they were, we're going to do this for you. Yeah. You know, we want to make sure that we win it for you. And I think they did that with every single game. But as soon as I said, I said it earlier on, Kane, 60%, 65, 70% fit. Right, okay, he's got to go in. And everything, all every focus was directly through Kane. And yeah, yeah. The, 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 the problem for me with that, and hopefully, I don't know how many people are watching this, but I think that was one of the worst bits of management I've mm. ever seen. Um, which showed why we are not a top club and why Potch isn't a top manager. Mm. And I'll, I'll explain to you why. Does a fully fit Harry Kane or a 90% fit Harry Kane start? Yes. No doubts about it. Of course he does. Does a 60 65%, 50% fit Harry Kane start when he's not played for two, three months in the biggest game in, in our history? No. Yeah. Can you imagine, right, you are Lucas Moura, um, now, I'm not sitting here. Lucas Moura, for me, is a, is a 7 out of 10 player. 6 or 7 out of 10 player. Has great games. Five crap games. Yeah. Can you imagine? You've scored that hat-trick, right? You've dragged... You were out. Poch you were out of the Champions League. Yeah. He's dragged Poch through. Because let, let's, let's not get it twisted. Spurs were awful in both legs against Ajax. Yes. We were awful. And right? you lost me money. Now, you, you've, yeah, they, oh, they cost us all money. Um, you, you, you know, you're buzzing. If you're Maury, you're buzzing. You've just scored one of the most watched hat-tricks in world football. You are buzzing for that final. Can you imagine turning around to him and going, you're not playing? Not even, not even. Oh, I'm going to drop Ali or Ericsson and, and, and put Kane in. I'm going to drop the bloke with pace who would have been buzzing. That, for me, was the worst bit of man management I've seen from a manager. I thought it was absolutely horrific management. Sorry, I, I just do. I mean, for me, I'm amazed that Moira is still happy to be at the club. Yeah, Because if, if we were all playing, and that was the thing, you've got us through a semi-final to the, the pinnacle of what is a player could aspire to achieve at club level. Yeah. You scored a hat-trick. So it was single-handedly he got them to a final, really. And then you're told, oh, yeah, by the way, nah, you're on the bench. I'm going to stick someone on that's just back from injury. He's not kicked the ball. He's not had any training regimes. I've got no idea what state of fitness he is, but he's better yeah. than you, obviously. I'd, I'd be handing in transfer requests. I'd be but I think, see, something you mentioned earlier in, in this show was, you know, more as that one player. And, and again, sorry, I've got a caveat this for anyone that's watching. I'm not saying he's great, but he's that one player with that explosive pace. Right now, against Liverpool, the one thing that people like Van Dyke don't want is pace running at them. So what do we do? We go to the Champions League final with a striker who can barely run about, Ali and Eriksen who don't really haven't got any pace, and Liverpool must have thought, "Oh, they're rubbing their hands together. They're thinking, oh, this is an easy day at the office. It's a Champions Absolutely. League final. It's a final of I mean, from the Liverpool largest club competition in world football, and they're and the back line." But this is the thing, Steve. For me, this is where I think where I'm different to a lot of Spurs fans is Spurs seem to, we seem to worry so much about one player. It seemed to be so much about Harry Kane's feelings rather than, hang on, this is the biggest club game of our history. I don't care about one player's feelings. For me, sit him on the bench and say, Harry, I'm saving you for the last half an hour if we need you. Right? Yep. Yeah. But instead, we, we started, we had no rhythm, we had no tempo. And, and it was the easiest game Liverpool will ever play because they were, they were crap as well. It's the most yeah, un-Liverpool-like no, performance under Klopp that I've ever seen. It was the worst Champions League final I've watched. Now, I've watched every yeah. single one since 1995. And I thought, I thought, I thought, I thought the 2003 one with um, Ajax and, not Ajax, so with um, Juve and AC Milan was the worst one. But then, <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I, I genuinely was, was, was beginning to fall asleep. I was thinking, oh, you know, I think Love Island yeah. was on. I mean, asked, asked the missus. I was like, oh, should we watch a bit of that? You know, I mean, that's, that's how bad that final was. Um, can I tell you, can I tell you the one thing that annoyed me after that final as well? Um, I don't know if you remember this, Steve, but about a week later, um, they interviewed Poch and said, look, you know, you got to the Champions League final. 
what are you hoping for in the summer? You know, are you going to go out and add a couple of world-class players? And his response was, I'll be happy with whatever Levy gives me. And it was, I, I would like to say it was that moment I lost faith in him. I'd lost faith in him long before that, but it was that moment I thought, that dressing room must be sitting there thinking, no, we've just got to the final. Yeah. Bring in three or four big players. So this is what I'm so, saying. Do, is, you know, is, is that is that Poch's fault? This is going back to the beginning almost. Is this Poch's uh, fault? Because like if he turned around and said on that on that conference or that interview, going, yeah, I'm looking at you know strengthening the side and doing this and doing that and the other. Spurs fans are going to be like, right, okay, well we know we need to strengthen at, at full back. We know we need a CDM. We know we need an additional yeah. winger. We know we need this. And then yeah. it gets to transfer deadline day, and there's not even been a conversation. See, I don't the, think the, the, the people, people are going to be like, oh, well, you know, Potch said this to me, you know, and this, what, this, that, and the other. So I'm going I'm to defend Potch because I don't actually think it was him. Yeah. I think firmly that was locked down from the board telling him, this is what you will say because mm. there is going to be no investment. We can't tell the fans that because, whoa, they'll be uproar if they find out we're not going to buy any money again. Um, you start to lose the players. How can you say to that team that when a nearly team, they nearly won something, but they didn't win anything mm. that just needed that one little bit to come in. Mm. Potentially, maybe it was just literally a backup to Kane. Maybe that is literally all it needed was that one mm. little bit to take the burden off and add a bit of, com a, a bit of competition in there for him again. Yeah. How can you say to them, I'm happy with what I've got. We don't need anything else. All my players are good enough. But Steve, no. in that in that case, my, my only issue with that, in that case, that makes Potch weak. Because at that point, his stock is that high. You know, when he first joined the club, he's joined from Southampton, Espanyol. Spurs are not on the brink of winning anything. And you say, OK, I'll just go along with it. But mm. when you get to the point where he's had the second place finish, the third place finish, a couple of finals, and we're now in the Champions League final. Surely that's the point where you turn around and go, right, am I buying top-class players this window, Daniel, as in Levy, or what am I getting? Because yeah. he's gone out, he's gone out, and the last four, the, the last four players he bought was, again, potential. Sessegnon and Clark. I mean, that is not what a Champions League team should be buying. The Celso, it was like, oh, okay, well, we'll get him on a loan. Um, you know, Ndombele, I mean, that's a, a story for another day. But no, no, it's not for another day. We're coming to that. No, we can do that. Oh, okay, right, 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 right. That's a story for another minute. Um, but, you, you know, for, for me, and, and I said it, when the window shut, and I get called negative a lot, I do, and it makes me laugh. I get the, Steve, what I get a lot is, you know, oh, you might have eyes. And I'm thinking, oh, mate, you don't know. If you come to a party with me, you're getting drunk. <laughs> but what, 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 make, what made me laugh was, at the end of that window, I turned around and I said, look, I don't think that was a good window with those four players. For me, I don't think it strengthens us because it didn't hit the fullbacks. It didn't cover the central defensive midfielder. It didn't bring in another playmaker or a striker. And everyone said, oh, you're really negative. Look what the season's done. Yeah. We're not good. We're not good. It's so frustrating to hear Spurs fans say we're good. So I, th I, don't, I still don't think it is Potch's fault. I mean, I get the, the point of it could have made him weak. But I, th I think in Potch's defence, it was one of those whereby if you keep asking, what am I getting? And you keep getting told you're getting nothing. Oh, and by yeah. the way, we're selling you, we're selling you best right back, but we're getting 50 mil for it. It's just all right. Don't worry. Yeah. Find a way through. And he goes, all right, yeah, all right, fine. I could probably swing a right back. I can sort that out. I've got trip here. That'd be all right. Yeah, by the way, we're going to go and sell this one as well. All right, yeah, fine. I can probably rejig <laughs> Eric Dyer and make him my central midfielder. Yeah, I could probably work with that. I'm going to sell Dumbelli now as well. Yeah. All right, yeah, fine. Okay, yeah, all right. What am I going to... Eventually, you just get to a point where you just go, Daniel, can I have any money? And he goes, no. And you go, what's the point? All right. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> on, um, on, there, on there as a fan, Steve. As a fan right now, everyone's going, oh my God, there's so much to look forward to at our club. I'm looking going, what? That what? squad for me, that's going to need years of surgery. Years and years of surgery. And in a post-COVID transfer market, it's not in this window, is it? So for me, I'm looking at that going, we're wow. back to sixth and ninth. This is the thing, but does COVID actually play into Spurs' hands a little bit? If everyone's got no more money... Yeah, and they're all at a level playing field and they're all having to look at their youth systems. Does that suddenly make Spurs a genuine option 
for bringing in some of those youngsters through the ranks a bit more because we just can't afford it. Let's be honest, Harry Kane was a fluke. We only found him because Soldado was so awful. Yeah, we had yeah. to throw a youth player um, on because there um, was no can everyone, can everyone take a moment to appreciate Tim Sherwood, by the way, because it was him who really made Kane what yeah. he is in the in like in a Spurs shirt because he did little bits when he was at Millwall when he was at um, Leicester you know he, he was he was doing well at the lower levels but Tim Sherwood gave him a run so hats off to, hats off to Tim Sherwood who's better than Zidane everyone knows <laughs> yeah absolutely um I mean for me yeah it, it could work in that favor I just think if no one's buying or selling and you started the next season now you would look at our squad and where would you put our squad ranked from 1 to 20th? Because it wouldn't be top four, would it? No, no way. For me, for me, it's about 8th or ninth. Because again, I'm looking at it, I'm going, Kane, Son, nah. <laughs> so I, I, I genuinely yeah. believe that we're, you know, we're, we're in a really bad place. We're in a really bad place at the moment. Um, who knows? But we, we make profit, so what, what more do we want? We make profit. Well, we, are, we are Arsenal of the mid-2000s. You are, yeah. you're literally, yeah. honestly, you are Arsenal in disguise, you lot. Um, right, yeah. Undombele, I want to talk about him. You signed, <laughs> you signed him for a lot of money. Yeah. You know, he's, he's a young central midfielder with potential. He, you know, he had a good season at Lyon, but 60, what was it, 60 plus million that you spent on him, you know, record signing for the club. A team that has no money or has no in, intention of spending any money, then to spend £65 million on a bit of potential. What, what are your thoughts yeah. on that, Dunbelli? It, um, it's, it's a tough one, isn't it? I, look, I'll sit here right now on camera and say, I wanted Dunbelli. I thought, you know, watching him play for Leon the last couple of years, he, he, was, he was just a monster. He was awesome. But, but you know, it's one of those things where I'm not a big believer in, oh, well, he's come to the Premiership and found the Premiership tough because it doesn't look like it's the actual pace of the game. It looks like, in general, there is something not right with him because fitness, you say, yeah, that's two or three months. He's been with us since August or, or July and something's not clicking, Steve, is it? It's, no. it's, I, and I don't think it's just fitness. I, don't I think know. he's a couple of things. I mean, he's he came with a reputation of being a player that wasn't necessarily as disciplined with his diet as what he should have been. Mm. Um, but, you know, we all get that. We all love a, a Domino's pizza every now and again. So I get where he's coming from. Um, but I don't think he looks settled mentally. He doesn't look like he actually wants to be there. He doesn't look right at all. I don't, I don't know if that's, is he away from his family too much? Yeah. Um, are they just the family not settled in London? I don't know what... Set up his behind the scenes for him, but he certainly doesn't look like anyone that's wanting and that's to be there. Managers as well, Steve, isn't it? Poch and Jose both don't seem to be able to get the best out of him. Now, I'm not doubting in any way, shape, or form that he's not a great footballer. The talent is undeniably there. But I, I, if I could just say, Gav, the other day I posted something on, on my podcast and I said to on the podcast account and I said. If these rumours are true about Barcelona, would you swap one Undombele for a Samedo and an Umtiti? And I said, well, yeah, because you're sorting out half a defence. Well, I was going to say, not yeah, not yeah, it's all about the Umtiti side of that deal. If that's, no, if no. that's the offer, I would go one for one because I think Samuel Umtiti is, is a world-class defender. <clears throat> Absolutely. But, but then you get Spurs fans going, oh, well, you know, give him time or a great. I'm happy to give him time. If I've literally just got that comment through. Um, you know, and Don Bailey will be good. Give him time. And, you know, talking about uh, like former players that have come to the Premier League that have not had a very good se uh, first season and they've turned out all right. Players like Robert Perez, players like... Yeah, but you do, know, do you know the difference, Gav? The, the difference for me and Steve, I don't know, again, I keep coming to you because you're Spurs, but I don't know if you agree with this, but for me, yes, players come over and have a bad first season, but they're playing. They're on the pitch and they yeah. just don't perform. Undombele isn't having a bad first season because he's playing 90 minutes and just not performing. He just can't get on that pitch. Mm. Now, I would love to think that because since this lockdown, I would love to think that if the season starts getting in August, 
We go first game of the season. Undon Bele's lining up there at White Hart Lane, and he's trim. He's fit. Listen, I would love nothing more. I just can't see it. No. And that's nothing to do with his ability. No, he reminds me a lot of the likes of Nicholas Anelka, Freddie Canute, that kind of player, where you could look at them coming through a tunnel and instantly know before they even got to the side of the pitch. Yeah. It's going to be a really good game. They're on it today. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You can see, he can see the, that sort of player. You can see the fire in them. You know, yeah. he looks, he looks, um, he looks shy almost yeah. and you know maybe maybe whether that was because he got dropped early on in the season or he just didn't get that decent run of games that he was looking for he got outed in the media by mm. by Mourinho as well He's so that would have not been Mourinho he always does that and he normally does that with a player that he thinks has got yeah. another two or three levels to go up he Agreed. targets someone and goes He's going to be my superstar. And he pushed him. Luke he did it Shaw. with Frank Lampard. He did it with Luke Shaw. He did it with Rashford to a certain degree. He's yeah. done it with John Terry. Yeah. Yeah, this yeah. isn't anything new with Mourinho. This is a tactic that he employs strategically yeah. to get the best out of that player. Yeah. Not everyone has that. Like, you know, like what if there is, you know, more underlying issues? You know, what if there is like a mental health issue or something like that? And, yeah, you know, absolutely. It's, it's, being, it's being absolutely vilified for it. And if someone says that yeah. for me rather than put an arm around my shoulder. Like, yeah, but I mean, th th this is two things here, Gav. I mean, first and foremost, what he says in public as, as opposed to what he says behind closed doors, we'll never know. Yeah. For, for me, it looks like he's trying to give Ndombele the benefit of the doubt. Starting games when he's clearly, clearly not ready to play, mm. and some games he's having to drag him off at half time because he's want, he's wanting to give him those minutes. If he didn't rate him at all, he wouldn't be anywhere near that team. Um, so for me, he falls into the category on Don Bele of, I, I, and as I said, I don't buy any of this nonsense of oh, it's the Premier League and it's the, I, I don't buy into that. He just doesn't look right either mentally. Um. Uh, or, or physically, he doesn't. There's something about him. It's not attitude, maybe, but he's a pro footballer. Fitness shouldn't be the issue. This, this, this should be this paramount for any pro footballer nowadays. Yeah, you know, it's not me though. No. So, yeah, I, I think it, it's a it's a, diff, a difficult one. Undombele. If you've got Undombele of Leon, then we've got one of the best central midfielders or, or um, potential central midfielders in the world. Mm -hmm. If we've got the Undombele we've had for the last six, seven, eight months, then... And we've got another Soldado on our hands. We've got, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, it's a tough one. Man, it's been a brilliant chat, boys. Um, let's talk about the future, then. So, what is the future <laughs> for Tottenham Hotspur? Um, I, I, I think it's in half. I think what is the future of Tottenham Hotspur as a club is firmly going to be an entertainment venue for a variety of things and using that stadium as a as the trophy that should be lining the cabinet for football reasons. Entertainment, but only there once a year, remember? <laughs> uh, there's much better things out there than Arsenal turning up in town. <laughs> I mean, there's always, there's always West Ham, to be fair. So. No. Well, they, they did you, didn't they? The first team to beat you at the, um, at the new stadium. So fair play. Yeah. Fair play with Stan. Um, and then I think there's the, what's the team going to be in the future? And mm. I don't know, is the honest answer. I think with with the way that the board are, I think there's going to be a, a long period now of very little investment that goes into the team. They're going to look for loans. They're going to look for free signings. Um, maybe they're going to really emphasise the, the, the youth setup and promoting the academy. But then I think they've got the wrong manager for that option Mourinho is not someone who's going to sit back and be okay with finishing fifth or sixth that's not his style he's not going to be okay if the board says no you've got no money you can't sign anyone mm -hmm. and he's not going to be okay really with developing young players because it's not his thing yeah. so you've got the wrong manager actually what you need if you want all those things is you need Pochettino <laughs> and you just sacked him <laughs> Someone, someone did actually say that they uh, like on on the comments as well that you know is the wrong decision really. Um, not necessarily the wrong decision, but they'll welcome Poch back. No, I, I, I mean, let, before I'll come to that in a minute, Gav. Let me just what are Spurs for the future? The future, yeah. Um, for me, and I'll I'll get a lot of stick for this if anyone from my Twitter feed is is watching. The club's died a bit. The actual football club has died a bit. 
And Steve's right, you know, we've turned into, we're an entertainment venue. When I see Spurs flash up on my Sky Sports updates now, it's which NFL game is going to be played there, which boxing match is going to be played there. Um, when I go on London Underground, I see the billboards are for boxing and concerts and, uh, you know, NFL. It, the football side of it is dying. Mm. Um, and, and, and I can't see, unless we have one summer where we go, here's 300 million, go and buy five or six top players, which we know isn't going to happen. I think we've died for a bit. I think we've gone backwards and we've turned into a club and we've turned into a fan base as well. Not all the fans, but a large amount of fans that have turned into accountants that normally I find it's the people that don't go. Um, yeah. And I know this sounds harsh, but a lot of fans that don't go have been saying, oh, no, I don't mind how much the tickets cost. Well, of course you don't mind how much the tickets cost. Of course cost, you don't, because you just watch it, watch it on sports. You know? <laughs> and, but some, some of us, when we're spending 70, 75 quid a ticket to watch, um, you know, Musa Suzoko and Aurier run around and Lamella and uh, uh, Amora, and it, it, it's, not, it's not good. So for me, I think the club has died and I think it's a huge job for Jose. Because now we need to see, can Jose work with Levy? Can Jose um, turn this round? And will the Spurs fans give him time? Because I'm seeing Spurs fans say Jose out. And he's had four months worth of games. So for me, the club is in utter disarray. And unfortunately, most fans don't see it like that because they see we've got a lovely new stadium. So for me, the, the football club is no longer a football club. It is, I agree with Steve, we are an entertainment company. You are Arsenal. That's exactly what you we are. are we, we've, we've gone down your route. We've gone down your route, except without a few FA Cups that you managed to put in there in between. We, mm. we, we, we followed you. Yeah. All the best players want to leave. We don't mm. buy top players anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, the stadium, you know, you've got a lovely stadium, we've got a lovely stadium, but the atmosphere in Eva is, is not up. what it was at Eva. You know, so... The, the only for thing me, and sorry, I've been so passionate with a banner that says Levy out. That's the only thing we're missing now is a plane overhead. Well, you could get You could get those done for like 500 quid. I did see it. Yeah, I can hear um, Arsenal fans will be able to tell me where to get one. Yeah, yeah, you will. I, I'll tell you what, I've got a link. Uh, I'll put it I'll put it in the comments. Yeah, Steve, I'm not, <laughs> saying who or, I'm not saying who or what, but I think very soon you're going to start to see those banners out. Because I think there's a lot of fans now that I see are talking about, well, hang on, why am I paying two grand a season to get to watch this crap? Um, so I think you're going to start to see it. Yeah. Um, and a lot of those fans, when they were building the stadium, I mean, Gav, you won't, you won't be aware of that, but a lot of the fans, when they were starting building the stadium, were actually locked into multiple years' worth of season tickets prices. So yeah. it's not that you bolt into next season and thought about the season after when you renewed. You yeah. were locked into a four- or five-year wow, deal. Wow, I That's did how they not know that. Stadium. Yeah. Wow. And let's, let, let's not forget what Levy did this year was he wanted everybody to have had their season tickets paid off for next year before the season had finished. So we didn't even know where we were going to finish in the league. No, now, that's out some, of order, man. You some can't fans do that. Say, well, it shouldn't matter. But for me, if, if my season ticket was two grand, and I don't have a season ticket because I'm lucky enough that I've got a lot of people I know that get me tickets for every game I want. So I'm quite lucky in that regard. I get it. But... If my season ticket was a thousand, two thousand, whatever, I would want to know. Well, hang on, are we in Champions League or not? Are we going to be going out and buying Champions League players, or are you getting me to pay now? And yet I've got to watch this crap again next season. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's it's shocking, shocking. It's bad, man. I don't like Levy. Can you guess? Um, <laughs> yeah. So um, so Richard Savas says, you know, Levy in. Uh, no, I'm only joking. Yeah, hey, yeah. Uh, Sav. You know, thank you so much for coming on the show this week. And you know, like when when the season does come come back around, it would be great to uh, to have you on the show properly. You know, we might actually be able to sit down all together, have a beer yeah. together. You know, and 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 talk some more football. Because I, I know I know yeah, you love your football. You're you're very similar to to all of us at Two Up Top here, where <laughs> where football comes first and then our club sort of thing. But we can't help but. Yeah. display our passion for the club yeah. that, that, that we that we support mate absolutely listen i've lo loved being on great to great to chat football I'll, I'll do it all day every day um and 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 definitely you know we'll do it live when 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 this is all over but 
gents, it's been a pleasure. No Brilliant. problem at all. Brilliant. Um, you'll be able to catch us. You'll, you'll be able to catch us on Thursday for our five in midfield session that we normally do every Thursday and um, you'll be able to find out what we're going to be talking about this week it'll be myself um, Steve Buck who you can see there as well and Alex Osborne back to norm sort of thing so boys thank you very much once again for being a thank part you. of the show and um, yeah tune in soon thank you and goodbye